Welcome to the Jaguar King Podcast. I'm your host, Armin. I talk everything Jaguars football, usually in tears. So if you like the Jaguars or anything NFL related, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button. It really helps my channel grow. Without further ado, in this week's episode, Jags fans, we're used to it by now. I wanted to wait to do this recap because I thought potentially there could be some change heading into the bye week. Wrong. The only change heading into the bye week is my pant size from eating my pain away. So to get into this recap, let's start with Gardner Minshew. Reports came out before the game that if Gardner Minshew continued to struggle, that he would be benched. I thought this was a really dumb move by the Jaguars coaching staff, PR team, whoever decided to leak that out. And here's why. What we learned so far from Gardner Minshew is that when he's pressing and under a lot of pressure, he does not play well and does not play his best football. Take a look back to when Nick Foles was potentially going to take over the starting spot last year when he was coming off his injury against the Texans in London. He shit his pants. He did not play well at all. Take a look at this year when he finally realized he has to score 100 freaking points because Todd Wash is a defensive coordinator. He's not playing well. He's under a lot of pressure that he seems he can't handle right now. So what does the Jaguars genius staff do? They tell him he's going to be benched if he can't play well. You may be thinking this is a good thing. Yeah, we need to light a fire under his ass. Well, this isn't Taco Bell. You have to understand your players. And unfortunately, I don't think the Jaguars coaching staff understands much. Minshew came out of the game with his head down on the sideline. He wasn't really interacting with anyone. And he walked down to one of his worst football starts we've seen him play. He overthrew his first pass by a mile. Then the next drive, holding on the ball too long, getting sacked. Again, overthrowing DJ Shark. Bad O-line play, bad play calling. But overall, he just looked completely uncomfortable. He did not look like he was ready to play and win that game off the start. Like, it just did not look good at all. In the second quarter, though, he... Picked it up. He made some plays with the help of Huncho Visca and the help of James Robinson, and they were able to put points on the board. And then with four minutes left in the second quarter, again, he put another good drive to put up points. We saw a little bit of that Minshew magic that we all loved to see last year. He escaped a ridiculous would-be sack and found Oshag Hennessy just on the sideline over there to keep the drive alive. It was only a four-yard pickup, but that's a huge play because that was a potential loss he made into a gain, which is what good players do. He was able to make plays and get him in a position to score and that they did and then going into that first half they're down two points because they missed that two-point conversion but the way the game started we thought it was going to be a pure blowout so he wasn't playing his best the way it started but he picked it up and it was playing a lot better than he was but in the second half is where the inconsistency started he threw a perfect dime to chris Connolly for a touchdown but then he ended the game by missing DJ Shark by a mile and had DJ Shark contemplating the trade deadline over on the sidelines. So I think that's where we sit with Minshew. Sometimes he makes us forget he was a sixth round pick, but then other times we remember why he was a sixth round pick. And right now that inconsistent play is what's keeping a lot of Jaguars fans at bay by calling him the guy. I think he played well enough to still keep his spot, but he definitely didn't play well enough to convince everyone he's the guy. So that's kind of where we sit with him. I also wanted to touch on James Robinson. All I want to say is for next year's draft, we definitely don't have to draft a running back outside of just drafting his backup. Jay Gruden finally gave him more than 20 touches, and he was out there landscaping, just mowing people over. The dude's a starting running back. He's shown enough that he can be explosive. He could run people over. He can make people miss. He's a good running back, and that's the one thing this Jaguars staff did right so far. So let's move on to the defense. 
Thank you for trying. I don't really want to talk about the defense because I feel like it is what it is at this point. It's just the same thing over and over again. I mean, what more can I really say about, you know, them just doing the same thing over and over again? I do want to touch on Oren Sherbert, though. Something about his play leaves a lot to be desired. Why is his arch nemesis moderately athletic QBs? I mean, I get it. You're going to miss open field tackles. You're not perfect, but... He's making these QBs look like LaShawn McCoy. Ryan Fitzpatrick juked him out in the middle field. Then yesterday, Herbert Hoover made a juke on him to get into the end zone. It's not all on him, though. He's put in a really tough position with injuries around him and Taven Bryan. But overall, something seems to be lacking there. But I'm still going to give him time to adjust to whatever he needs to adjust to. I still think he's a good quality starter at middle linebacker. Overall, the defense kept a minute. In the first half, I did not expect that. I was definitely expecting the Chargers to kind of route him. A lot of it was lucky, but a lot of it, they were making plays. And you got to give credit where credit's due. But eventually, they took their mask off and it just imploded. So let's move on to coaching. I don't know about you, but to me, it looks like these Jaguar players do not want to play for this coaching staff. Could it be because the coaching staff goes out there and says, we're going to bench Minshew if he keeps struggling? And Minshew's just sitting there like, what about you, Doug? What about your struggles? And the defense getting smoked week in and week out. And Doug Marone comes out and says, as long as I'm head coach, Todd Wash is safe. And the defense sitting there like, what about our safety, Doug? What about our safety? So the players can bust their ass and try their best to win but then your job is safe when you know shit's not going right i don't know about that message doug speaking of doug marone in my preview i wanted him to be aggressive we went for it on fourth down multiple times uh, i don't mind him going for it because at the end of the day we're one of five what do we really have to lose even if we do go forward and score possibly our defense is probably going to give up points anyway. So I'm totally, I was totally for him going for it on those fourth downs. Even with the home momentum swing and stuff like that, just go for it. Who cares? I don't like the play calls though. Why run James Robinson off tackle? Why not just go up the middle for one yard? It's the whole, you know, shortest distance to a point type thing is a straight line. So I don't really get that play call. And then the second one was that play action rollout with Minshew. That's a play where he cut the field in half. The defense read it right and he Minshew had nowhere to go with it. He literally can either, you know, throw it to a cover James Robinson. I don't know who else was back there. He's probably covered too. And then he had to just outrun a defensive back, which obviously is not going to happen. And he didn't make that first down it was just a really questionable play call because you cut the field in half you don't really give Minshew an option to look at a third read or fourth read or possibly just run it for a first down I don't mind him being aggressive and going for it but those play calls I don't know sometimes they just get too fancy for whatever reason then also why is D.D. Westbrook returning it not that he's not a good returner but he hasn't took NFL hits all season and we're seven weeks into the season. And you have him back there kick returning it, ready to get absolutely destroyed. And that happened. And he lost the ball. And then worst of all for him, he got injured. He tore his ACL. And now potentially either trading him or him potentially as an NFL player going forward got totally screwed because he's back there running into a line of madmen and got absolutely plowed over. And it's unfortunate what happened to him. But again, why is he returning it? Keelan Cole has been returning kicks for us. And also we have Chris Claybrook, so we drafted to return for us. Yeah, he's had some drops and things back there as a kick returner. But if you needed someone to return, I feel like throw somebody who's been playing in the season who can take some hits. And I mean, that was just a bad call. Not only did it cost us points because he wound up fumbling, but it cost him his season as well. Total bull move over there, Doug. And then also, I feel like Anthony Lynn wasn't even taking this serious. At one point in the game, he had his backup come in and run some wild ass like read option plays and stuff. He was probably thinking, hey, this backup, you know, third stringer doesn't really get much looks in practice. 
we're going up against Todd Wash's defense. This is just as good. Then after the game, in a cool moment, Joey Bosa was showing Caleb on chase on some pass rush moves and pass rush techniques. Much needed considering uh, our defensive line coach probably isn't doing anything. I've been hard on this coaching staff. Overall, they don't have much to work with, but they really don't help themselves a lot. And that's why I don't want to see them going forward next year despite whatever our record is. I just feel like we already know what we have in Doug Marone. We already know what we have in Todd Wash. And Jay Gruden hasn't really called the best games to date. I don't really see a reason to keep him. And I'm, I honestly, I thought I'd uh, wake up Monday morning and see somebody was fired, but obviously that didn't happen. I feel like every single recap for the past six weeks has been exactly the same, and it's just been draining. So I think I need the bye week more than the Jags do this week. Thank you all for watching. If you stuck around for my horse shit and enjoyed it, Please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. It helps my channel grow. And then comment down below your thoughts on the Jaguars-Chargers game, what you guys think going forward, and what you guys think we could have done possibly that game to pull out a victory. I will see you all next video possibly to break down uh, what we have going into the bye week and what to expect going forward. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you next video. Mm -hmm.